Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Appraisal Buzzcast. I'm Jim Morrison. Today, we have Joan Trites, founder and CEO of Altera Group, and Joe Minnick, who recently retired from Fannie Mae and several lenders as well. We'll be discussing condominiums. He's one of the experts in this. And Joan, I'll hand it over to you. Thank you, Jim. And welcome, Joe. I haven't seen you in person in a, in a few years, but it's good to see you virtually, Joe. And, and congratulations on your recent retirement. So let's talk, because since you're the condo expert, Let's talk condominiums. And I think the most stunning event in the condo space, of course, was that collapse of the Surfside condo, which is probably a little over a year ago now. What are the takeaways beyond the personal tragedy of the whole event? What are the takeaways that have impacted the the lending and the appraisal community? Well, Jen, and yeah, it has been a few years since uh, since we've seen each other, and it's good to spend some time with you. So the collapse of that building, it actually identified a lot of things. It identified some weaknesses, uh, not just for homeowners, uh, for, for unit owners. It identified uh, weaknesses for the agencies. Uh, it identified weaknesses for, for lenders in their portfolio business. And I think it also uh, identified, or it's going to identify as we this whole thing evolves, uh, it's going to identify more demands. Uh, on the appraisal community. Some I'm not sure they can deliver on, but they're certainly going to happen. It also uh, identified the weakness in, in and inconsistencies in state laws throughout the country. You know, Florida has some pretty good laws now that recently passed a new, uh, new requirements, but you have other states that have virtually no requirements around uh, condition ins- inspections, et cetera. So it's going to become a brave new world. And we, we know that all the changes aren't done yet. Wow. So I'm I'm not that familiar, but I'm now that I'm in Florida and I'm in condo land myself, uh, and of course having left Ocean City, Maryland, which was also heavily concentrated with condos. So it's not a product I'm unfamiliar with, but what I'm learning is that all of these regimes are really local in nature. It's a county building code that requires inspections ever so often. is So is it also state law? And then can there be more restrictive uh, requirements at the local jurisdiction? So the best way to answer it is that there's it, it's a completely mixed bag. It's all over yeah, the place. It's all over the place. And you have some states and counties that have no requirements. Right. Uh, and you have local requirements. You know, Florida for years, it was uh, Brevard and, and Miami-Dade. You know, they were the only two that actually had the, the, uh, the 40-year inspection requirement. Uh, now you've got new laws that have recently been passed in Florida, I believe, and, and signed uh, recently into, into effective. That's, that's going to put some stringent requirements on projects. You have other states, as I say, that, that have some reserve requirements. Uh, where I am in Delaware, uh, for condominiums, uh, they do require reserve studies. But again, you have... Uh, many areas that just have no requirements whatsoever. So I think it's going to change. There is There are some articles on, on the internet about a project out in California that I believe has uh, multiple, it's like four or five or six buildings, uh, several uh, hundreds of units. And they're saying that uh, that the condition of that building is going to require, it could be requiring as much as uh, 80, 80 to 100 million in repairs over the years. It's a change. A change is needed to address some of these these shortcomings because 
as you know, having been around the Ocean City area, you know, what we call the, you know, the, the high risers or condominium row in Ocean City, those buildings are now 50 to 60 years old. And uh, having appraised many of them myself while I was at Loyola Federal Savings and Loan, mm-hmm. uh, when it was still around, and yeah, many of them were built in the 70s. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And, and many of those buildings are now having to deal with special assessments. They're having to deal with increased HOA dues in order to, to deal with not just things that they hadn't been reserving for, you know, HVAC replacements, window replacements, painting, roofs, et cetera. But there, they, there are so many things, particularly on, on the coastal properties, that they, you wouldn't know about. Uh, I was treasurer of a condominium building in Ocean City uh, for several years. Our reserve study folks came up and were doing their update and said, you need a concrete engineer to come take a look at a couple of things we found. We, brought the, we brought the engineer in, and $1.2 million later, what we had was seawater, saltwater getting underneath some of the concrete, and it was, it was rusting the tendons of a post-tension building. Ooh. So not, not optional, and it's not something that a reserve study would even have, have normally come up with. If right. the person had been diligent and mentioned it, we might not have known it. Right. Wow. Wow. That's stunning. So, Joe, let's do this. Let's take a break for a commercial message, and we will come right back to this very important topic. Exciting news. Cuba Casa, the floor plan app, announced that beginning of August, free floor plans are now available across the nation. The best part, it only takes five minutes at the property to complete the scan with no disto or measuring needed. In addition to the free version of floor plans now offered across the U.S., Cubicasa will also be making available an ANSI-aligned digital GLA product as low as $15 per scan. Cubicasa GLE software can be used in all 50 states to generate ANSI-aligned floor plans with exterior measurements. To find out more and start your free scans, visit cubicasa.com. All right. Welcome back, everybody. So, Joe, as we were closing out that last conversation you know, you mentioned the consumer and condo association fees. You know, having been a condo owner several times in my lifetime as well, I know that consumers shop condos based on low fees. And the appraiser, it would seem to me, ought to take that as a warning that that particular property might not be properly maintained if those fees are out of line with surrounding similar properties with similar amenities because something's not being taken care of wouldn't you wouldn't you say that's a fair conclusion well i think it is i think that appraisers are probably going to have to expand at least based on what i i read and as you know i've with my background, did many condo appraisals. I've also reviewed, I can't tell you how many hundreds of appraisals or thousands over the years. Right, right. But many appraisers go into a condo. They go to the unit that they're appraising. They inspect the unit they're appraising. They may look at some of the other amenities and they walk back out. Right. Um, and I think the requirements, and this is where I mentioned earlier, I think the requirements for what appraisers are going to need to do uh, are going to are going to change how much time they spend inspecting a property. Lenders aren't asking the appraiser to be a home inspector. What they're asking the appraiser to do is report what what they see. Yeah, observe and you don't have to tell us yeah. 
a lot of things, but tell us what you saw. And I think that's going to be a, that's going to be a big part of it going forward. But yeah, it does. I mean, new construction, many developers don't include reserves in their condo fees that they start out with in their, in their project. And if you look at the legal documents of the condo, you're going to find that they may not reserve for it, or they say a reserve uh, will not be established until the, co- the unit owners take uh, ownership or take control of the, the HOA, which to a lot of people makes sense. Well, developer doesn't have to worry about this. Well, the answer is you have projects that might take a year, two years, three years, four years to sell out, which is more than norm, not necessarily what we've been through the last several years. And they're now two, three, four years behind in having reserved any funds for recoding of a roof or parking lot uh, restriping or those kind of things. So they start out behind there because the very point you just you had made, people are motivated by a lower condo fee uh, in, in their decision process. Especially the older buyer, because they're going, I don't want to pay reserves to replace the roof. I don't even buy unripe bananas because I'm not going to live long enough to enjoy that amenity that you replace. So new roof be damned. And unfortunately, I think that's a very real issue. That was a that was a topic of discussion at many appraisal meetings back in the in the 80s and 90s about what was going on in Ocean City. Because right. a lot when you looked at the profile of the typical buyers at that time, they were in their 50s. They were financially in, in, in relatively good shape. They, they bought these units. And with the attitude of, what do you mean I'm going to put reserves in for a roof for 30 years? I'm not going to own this unit. I'm not going to be around. Right. I don't care. Right. And, so, and then the other aspect of it is important, too, is knowing the mix of owners. And this has become a challenge for lenders as well as, as appraisers. And that is, what's your mix of owner-occupied versus investor? Because the truth, truth of the matter is, investor has a different motivation than a, than a uh, owner-occupant. The right. owner-occupant wants a, a stable you know, HOA dues, and they don't want special assessments. The investor, investor lives with the, I'd rather you know, defer something as long as I can, and paying additional reserves when I can pay it five years down the road as a special assessment, uh, that way I keep my cash flow going. So there's different motivations if, if if that makes sense, the way I'm presenting. No, it absolutely does make sense. Let's do this. Let's take another quick break for a commercial message, and we'll be right back. The Dictionary of Real Estate Appraisal 7th Edition is a landmark text that reflects the depth and breadth of appraisal knowledge. Each entry, definition, and reference has been painstakingly researched and designed to reflect an expert understanding of issues that currently impact the profession. The new dictionary is an essential, authoritative resource for all appraisers. To purchase, visit appraisalinstitute.org slash dictionary seven. Welcome back, everybody. So, Joe, you know, what's the impact going to be going forward on lenders and appraisers? So I can think of on the lender community, let's suppose there is an engineering study and it says there's a major structural problem to this high rise uh, structure and it's going to be $10 million and the assessment to each individual unit owner is going to be excessive. They, they don't have it. Mm-hmm. What's the lender who's the mortgage holder for those persons? What are they going to do? And 
you can't sell the unit. I mean, does the unit have any value when this special assessment is hanging over everybody's head? I mean, it just absolutely freezes the. Well, it can. I mean, certainly that the extreme would be, you know, that would be the extreme. You know, you've got this project I mentioned to you that may have a $80 million worth of repairs on it. Right. Out on that. You know, we don't, don't know where that's going to go. Uh, as a lender, the reality is that uh, we're only looking at that borrower at a single point in time. That makes it that that you're trying to say, be careful about what could happen, you know, 10 years down the road. Yeah, you're, I, I think it could impact things like reserves, how lenders you know, look at reserves that borrowers have. Uh, do they have the wherewithal? What's what's the nature of the type of repair that needs to be done? You know, there are projects that they're doing the right thing and they've had to have special assessments and they've done them and they may have done multiple of them over, over multiple of them over a period of time so that they're doing the right thing. They're not health and safety issues. Um, they're doing what they have to do. That's one issue. It's the building where they know they're behind. They're not doing anything about it. Uh, we saw a lot of those back in the uh, 2006, 2007 era. Uh, if you recall, it was about 2008 when, when the or 2009 when the agencies first introduced the 10% reserve requirement uh, for for budgets. But the the before that, it was not it was kind of uh, unusual to see anybody budgeting for reserves. So, you know, I think that as the lender, you've got to look at you're going to look at what's the nature of the of the repairs. Do they involve health safety? Are the repairs due? Uh, all immediately, or are they repairs that are are uh, planned out over a period of time? Have they been doing the repairs to this point, and it just requires special assessments? How are they managing it? You know, we we've I've looked at several lenders I've worked with that have looked at budgets and said, look, you've got you've got projects. Um, I'll use New York. A lot of New York projects don't do not budget for reserves at all. Never have, probably unless they're forced, never will. Really. But, but they manage their projects through special assessments or lines of credit. Well, what's wrong with that? You know, I, I, if you can, if you can do a, a line of credit, uh, and again, I'll use the example of the building that, that I was treasurer. That's what we ended up doing. We still, we had reserves. That was not a problem. We'd been reserving, but this was outside of what any reserve study would have shown. So we uh, obtained a local line of credit and we did special assessments. So we weren't overburdening the, the, the unit owners. But we were able to get the, re- the repairs done immediately. So there's, there's going to be so much of a mix of this type of response or, or reaction to whatever repairs they find. Right. Well, so what's your advice to appraisers who are in markets that have large numbers of condos? Well, that's that's a stay tuned without question. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's you know, you're going to have to stay tuned to state laws county laws, you know, we always rely on an appraiser to be an expert in the marketplace. I think they're going to have to redefine what they mean by an expert. I, I can tell you that in my practice, and I think it was the same in your practice and and, uh, and others, you know, we collected condo docs. We collected them. We built up a file. Good Lord. I had file cabinet on file cabinet of condo docs. So I, I had thought, floor plans of almost every condo in Ocean City from the original Sales brochures. We need to be careful about how old we're saying we no, are. I know. No, let's not tell anybody. Exactly. But no, I think they're, that they're going to have to do that. I think they're going to have to learn more about construction. They're going to have to 
uh, be able to understand, boy, I'm going to say this, it's going to sound awful. They, they got to not gloss over these things because the, implica- the impact to the borrower, the impact to the building, you know, if something's not being done and all of a sudden we find it's a Millennium Tower in San Francisco that's listing, it's tilting. I, I Last I heard- Tower of Pisa, right. Exactly. And I, I, you know, I don't know that they've come up with a repair for that yet. That's going to be, now who's going to pay for that? Who knows? But it gets a stigma. So you got to be careful that you don't say something incorrect and stigmatize a building, but you also have to make sure that you understand that, the, that as a lender, they need to understand what you're seeing. And, and again, you, you know, I've talked to you about this before. I, I see so many appraisals where it simply says the appraiser, the appraiser has, uh, is not a home inspector. The appraiser is not a construction contractor. The appraiser makes no representations about the condition of the property. I'm not sure how the industry is going to be able to deal with that in the future because somebody's going to. Pro- I, I agree with you. Uh, I, in, in fact, I uh, looked at a condo when I was um, moving to Florida and literally had to step over a crack in the concrete that was at least six inches in gap and it had shifted. So it was a four foot rise and uh, anybody could just tripped over it, let alone what the engineering, you know, structural engineering uh, integrity of that building was. It, it scared me away. I just turned around and walked out. So it's it's scary times because it's not just dollars and cents. It's life and death, as we learned with the Surfside collapse. We do. And, and, and again, I, I can't speak for all lenders, but I would say uh, uh, lenders in general, the notion, you know, the appraisal community for years has had the notion that the only thing the lender cares about is value. Right. And, and today's world, that couldn't, especially in the condo world, nothing could be further from the truth. Right. Yes, we, we're important about value in LTV, but we are as important about knowing what the appraiser sees, you know, and, and the appraiser needs to know overall, what's the, what's the impact for them in, in terms of value? Right. You know, building have major problems that would cause a borrower not to buy a unit in that building. That's right. a value influencing factor. So I'm not asked to do anything that's not value influencing, but these things are. And I, and I just, I don't think they've necessarily universally, let's say, been done uh, that way. As we see state and, and uh, local laws evolve, and I'm certain we're going to see that, it's, it's going to put the onus on, on maybe, the, maybe the process will change. Maybe, you know, it's been talked about for how many years about requiring a home inspection, you know, requiring other reports. You know, it's, it's um, I know that in, in our case, in the lenders I've worked for, we've had occasions where we've asked for a copy of an engineer's report from the from the condo, and we've right. gotten, it. and we can we go through the engineer's report and understand what they're trying to say, and it may be you know that that's where the lender is going to have to get also more education and more training too. Well, it would seem to me, Joe, that if I'm appraising uh, a condo and let's say it's first of September, and in August fifteenth the uh, residents were notified that they have a bad engineering report. And there's been an estimate of $10 million and it's going to be, you know, X thousand special assessment. An appraiser can't look back at those comps because there was no knowledge at the time of that assessment coming. So condition of the market. The conditions on the market changed for that particular project. Dramatically. So yeah, there's going to have to be an awful lot of education and guidance 
to the appraisal community on what they do with that because there is no market evidence post the announcement of this engineering report and all bets are off in terms of that that old data is actually useless to them. And I think I think appraisers are going to have to do more research than they've done before. Right. I'm going to have to they're going to have to pick up the phone and and talk to and the And do a lot of verification, right? Now, some lenders can help. You know, some lenders can provide, you know, a lot of times when we get asked a question, well you guys have a condo questionnaire, why can't you give us the questionnaire as the appraiser? And and the answer usually is the condo questionnaire and the, although it's getting better, the condo questionnaire and the appraisal request are going out at the same time. We don't, we don't necessarily have that document when the appraisal is ordered. But, you know, there, and then of course, those questions are date specific. You know, we're asking them today, do you have any special assessments? If we gave them an old one, the old one's going to say, right. do you have any back then? And right. um, we can't, we can't. Yeah. It, it's it's a fascinating, complex topic. I really enjoy talking to you today about this. So hopefully we can call you back and we can do this again if if we get see some policy changes around this uh, down the road. So that I'd be surprised to see if that that legislatively we're done. That just you know there's too much at risk. Yeah. What is, they they settled. Uh, they settled, I believe, the uh, that project collapse. They settled in court in less than a year for a billion. Oh, they did. I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. There was okay. the settlement announced, and I believe it was for let, just under or right at a billion dollars. Which settling something like that within a year? Wow, that's pretty yeah, amazing. That is that is amazing. But all uh, right, Joe. Well, well, thanks for joining us. We're going to call on you again if we see some major changes in this space, and you can bring us up to speed. You, you, you know how to find me. There's no question about it. Yes, that. sir, I do. Thank you, Joe. ProxyPix has become Freddie Mac's first approved property data report vendor in support of their ACE and appraisal waiver program. Lenders can benefit from ProxyPix PDR product by securing mortgage transactions with properties in acceptable condition. Tap it in their network of over 65,000 trained data collectors who are equipped to capture a property's condition, generate a floor plan, and submit all subject data via their app on site. Find out more at proxypix.com. Thank you, Joan and Joe. That was really interesting. That, that you know, that's really exciting to talk about all that information. You know, specifically the Millennium Tower. I didn't even, I wasn't aware of that. So, thank you to our listeners for joining us. If you have any questions about this, let us know, and we'll forward them along to Joe. Thanks to our sponsors for helping us put these on. Uh, if you have any comments or would like to be included in a future Buzzcast, reach out to us at comments at appraisalbuzz.com. Thanks, and have a great day.